Hey there traders, looking to take the guesswork out of trading and only 10 minutes a day? Then you need to head on over to AIStockTradingSystem.com right now, where you can get our five-step system to take the guesswork out of trading in only 10 minutes per day. And the only place to get that is at AIStockTradingSystem.com. That's AIStockTradingSystem.com. The reason why people can't sell profits or get out of a dog is because they aren't disciplined and they don't have a, a, a good approach to their investing. You need to have a process and you need to be disciplined or you're going to get wiped out at some point in time. This is the How to Trade Stocks and Options podcast brought to you by 10MinuteStockTrader.com where we cover finance, stocks, options, entrepreneurship, education, and money. And here's your host, voted one of the top 100 people in finance, Christopher Ewell. Hey, listen, if this podcast was useful to you at all, I really highly suggest that you go check out the full trading course at AIStockTradingSystem.com. That's AIStockTradingSystem.com. Hey, make sure you subscribe and hit the bell so you'll be notified every time we give you more tools, tips, and tricks to help you trade faster and trade smarter every single week. Hey there, traders. Welcome back to today's How to Trade Stocks and Options podcast. Today, I have a special guest online, Eddie Gabor of Key Advisors Group, LLC. Eddie's been on the show a few times now, but it's been a while. And he was just telling me how he's on Fox Business every week. And at this point, you've got to go check him out over on social media at the Common Sense Bull. Ed, how are you doing? Or Eddie, I'm, I'm doing, sorry. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing great. How are you? Hey, man, it's good. But I got to tell you, this market is uh, its confusing. <laughs> I don't know if you heard, but we got a pandemic on our hands. And things are getting worse. And if you look at the charts, the, it looks like a pandemic would be the, the kind of stock you'd want to own. I mean, it's on a strong uptick right now. But uh, I got to say, when the pandemic is growing like this, and then the stock market goes up 12, 15 something percent in two weeks, I don't know about you, but I am like, what in the world is going on right now? Welcome to 2020, where nothing makes sense. That's exactly right. You know, it's funny. I had an advisor that I've, I, we network with in a different state, and he sent me a text message a week ago, and he's like, what's going on? And I said, well, look, here's what I want you to do. I want you to think about logically what you would do in this situation, and if you do the opposite, you'll be very successful. <laughs> you know what? That is why they pay you the big bucks there, Eddie, just to come up with something just as easy and as simple as do the opposite. <laughs> Yeah, I think what's happening right now is, you know, the stock market, as you know, is not the economy. OK, the economy is sputtering along. We're better than where we were a few months ago. We know that. But I think right now the game changer in the last two weeks has been some closure on the election and then the vaccine news. We all priced in a vaccine, but I, we did not price in a vaccine that's 95 percent effective. And that's what the trial showed us, which is wonderful. So I think the market is kind of bypassing here this short-term disruption and risks that we have and is looking out six and 12 months from now, hoping that the landscape looks much better. And that's where we are. But you're right. Anytime something moves that fast in a short period of time, if you don't take profits, you're, you're greedy. I don't know how other way to say it. And it's yeah. not a good risk management to take that much risk on. You know, there's there's so, so many different topics we could go down. But I mean, for example, uh, getting greedy, uh, my brother-in-law uh, did really well. He bought Moderna stock. I don't know where he got his stock tip from, but he did. 
And uh, he had texted me. He was so proud of himself. He was up like $30 a share and he's doing awesome. And he's like, man, I wish I wish I had bought more. You know, it's uh, should I, I I'm, fe- I'm feeling like I should triple my account size or triple my position size. And this is when it's hitting all time highs. And I'm like, mm, I don't know about that. And then I kid you not. It was like 18 hours later. <laughs> I'm sending him another text and I'm like, if it breaks down through 90, I would go ahead and get out. And he's like, oh. you know having the elation of i'm a genius i'm going to triple my position size to i think it's about time maybe call call it a day and take some profits but what do i know it's 2020 do the opposite of what i'm saying (laughs) yeah it's you know that with retail investors the people we call them your do-it-yourself investors that don't use uh professionals uh you know to kind of as a resource Many times when you look at their rates of return over a, a market cycle, they're significantly lower than someone that works with an investment advisory because they make the, a lot of their decisions based on emotion. You know, when I get a client to take profits I, and they, I can see there's hesitation, I ask them a simple question. So in that scenario, I'll say, look, if I told you before we bought this stock, it's going to go 20% up in a few months, would you sell? And the answer is always yes. But then naturally, we have that natural greed factor that when it hits that 20%, now it's like, well, maybe I can get to 50. Maybe uh-huh. I can get to 100. Yeah. And then next thing you know, you lose it all. So taking profits is a very key component uh, to investing and growing wealth. No, I mean, you're so right on that. Absolutely. Taking profits is a huge key to growing wealth because there's so many horror stories of people who they get the 20% return. They're so proud of themselves. It goes down 5% the next day, which is what I literally saw this week. And then they're like, I'm going to keep holding because, you know, it'll come back. It'll be fine. And then at the end of the day, they are at break even. And then they're like, look, if it went up once before, it's totally going to go up again. And like you said, these are the the average investors who have never had a chance to be dabbling in the stock market. Definitely not the people who are listening to this podcast. They know what they're doing at this point. Absolutely. But really, yeah, but really it's. It's the people who who want to be involved but don't understand the risks that are involved when they just catch a really good, strong, lucky break. And honestly, I got really lucky in my opinion because uh, I blew up my account twice early on. Um, had I tripled my account twice early on, I probably would have been a lot more uh, gunslinging, you know, ready to take more risks than uh, than I am at these days. It's funny so, you say that because I think those people that are taking those crazy risks have never lost money or lived through a down market. You know, I've lived through three major market crashes and you learn more from your losses than you do your gains. Yes. Um, and so I think an investor, I think it's wonderful that more people are trying to get into investing. But as dumb as this may sound, I think the best earning experience they can have is getting burned because you get burned one time, you'll never forget it. You know, Eddie, it. You're so right. <laughs> and that's why I love this podcast is because I can have conversations with people like you and, and, and the other guests on the show. And it's always about the learning lessons and not the pontificating like there is on social media. Oh, I made $55,000 today or, oh my gosh, I've seen some people where it's like they're sitting outside their Lamborghini talking about all the money that they made. And it's like, this is not how the game works. This is how you think it works. But like, I guarantee now I'm making assumptions here. I don't think Eddie has a Lamborghini in his garage. I'm just making assumptions. I don't know. I do not. (laughs) I do not. 
Eddie. And look, anytime someone thinks investing is easy, you know they have no idea what they're talking about. Investing is not easy. And if it was, everyone would be able to do it successfully. The biggest thing is, and this is where people like yourself and your podcast help investors, is really putting together a process and being disciplined. The reason why people can't sell profits or get out of a dog is because they aren't disciplined and they don't have a, a, a good approach to their investing. You need to have a process and you need to be disciplined or you're going to get wiped out at some point in time. Eddie, what are some of the disciplines that you use whenever you're working at Key Advisors Group? So I'll give you the best example I can give you actually just recently happened. I was doing a client review and I was explaining to them. We had a uh, uh, event for clients, a live Zoom event for clients before the election, telling them that post-election, we were pretty bullish 12 months out and we gave them the reasons why. I just had this review and this was a client that had about 50% stock exposure in their portfolio. And he said, well, since we are so bullish on equities, what do you think about raising my risk exposure in the portfolio? So I went back to him and said, look, even though we're bullish, our allocation is not based on our overall outlook for the market. It's based on what your personal goals and risk tolerance are. You don't need to take 70%. You don't need to dial up the risk to 70% because frankly, you don't need that from a return perspective. So you have nothing to gain, but everything to lose by increasing your risk. And we had a dialogue and he said, you know what? You're right. So I'm going to stay disciplined and stay at my 50%. And so it's really difficult, even as a professional, no matter how bullish you are to or bearish to not completely change the landscape of a portfolio. But we go back and say, all right, look, let's take the emotions out of it. Let's look at the fundamentals. And this is perfectly set up for that client. And it's tough to do that because you want to chase these hot stocks. You'd love to make an extra 10 or 15%. But at the end of the day, you have to build your allocation based on your goals and your needs. And if you don't need a huge return to be successful, why put yourself in a position there? You know, what you just said there is so profound. You have to build it based on yourself, your goals, and your needs. Uh, that really just speaks to how wizened is investors and traders actually play. They're not looking to throw everything in one stock and just hope for the best. Man, I've been there. <laughs> yeah. I've been there. Put it all in one stock and... I don't know if you can guess what happened, Eddie, but it didn't go the way that I wanted. <laughs> no, probably the same thing as happens with me. And look, I do this for a living and I can tell you every time I take an unnecessary risk and get greedy, it doesn't work out because it just doesn't work. That's not how investing works. Again, it's not that easy and the capital markets will punish you when you least expect. And that's why complacency is one of the worst things in a market. Right now, I'm starting to see these companies come out with these crazy bullish calls. And I'm a contrarian by nature. So the more people get bullish, the more I kind of get a little bit nervous on my bullish outlook because mm -hmm. the herd is almost always wrong. Yeah. You know, with the, with the economy the way it is, with people making these bullish calls, with the fact that we still don't know who the president's going to be. In reality, I mean... It, it could go one way or the other, but this is two weeks out. And by the time someone's listening to this, it's probably going to be decided. But, you know, that's when I took my money out with us before the election. And there's so many different catalysts that have been happening in 2020. What would somebody do at this point? Because, I mean, Ray Dalio just came out and said, I wouldn't be in cash and I wouldn't be in bonds. I swear that's what he said. 
But I don't know if you've paid attention to Ray Dalio's calls. But on a couple of times, he's been hella wrong. I mean, like, God, what was it at one point? He was like, you would be an idiot to be in stocks or something like that. And uh, a week later, it, it just went straight up vertical after that point. I don't know, man. There's so much stuff in 2020 that I've been telling my business colleagues, you know, with their, with their projections and their forecasts and all this other stuff that, that finance people do, right? Just put an asterisk beside it because it's 2020 and uh, everything got everything got messed up this year. So oh, go it, ahead. It, it has. And look, you know, you're right on the Ray Dalio calls. And keep in mind, and this is for the average investors that are listening, is when these billionaires make these types of calls, they can be wrong because they're still going to be multi-billionaires at the end of the day. Um, you know, Dalio built a wonderful firm uh, and I got a lot of respect for some of the research that he's done. But, you know, he has made some bold calls that have been dead wrong over the last mm -hmm. couple of years. You know, what we've done for clients in this uncertainty is we've dollar cost averaged into the portfolio because trying to guess the exact time to get fully in or fully out, I think is too difficult from a market timing perspective. And as long as you build an allocation strategy within your risk tolerance, we take that cash and dollar cost average it into that. And we have been doing it. Uh, we did it before the week before the election during that massive 8% drop. We're going to be doing a little bit more over the next couple of months. But look, short term, um, we're going to hit 200,000 cases of this virus, um, I think, as we speak today. I mean, it's, it, the numbers really are growing at a rapid rate. And you're going to see states locked down even more. I'm in Delaware. Our governor just put us back into phase two, which is 30% okay. in restaurants and no gatherings over 10 yeah. That's going to happen across the country. And that's not a very bullish sign short term. We've got the election risks. And look, um, this whole rally, people can argue with what I'm saying, has been Fed induced because of the Fed. If the Fed didn't do what they did, we would be in a whole different spot right now from a market perspective. And if you were to remove that monetary policy right now, it would be disastrous to the market. And Here's the last thing, too. We need a stimulus bill. We were supposed to get a stimulus bill in August. Mm -hmm. It's November. We don't have stimulus with these states rolling back. It's going to be disastrous to the economy short term. So you got three things working against the market right now, and it's still going up. And that's, again, why with a huge run up, we've had a little bit off the table. Don't be greedy because it's not going to go straight up no matter how bullish somebody is. There's always going to be corrections in a 12-month period. Yeah, you're totally right. And this year is is the year of corrections across everything. <laughs> so, yeah. Eddie, <clears throat> you mentioned a minute ago, uh, you know, the, the, the vaccines and the virus. You know, right now, my thought, and I, I kid you not, this is this is really my thought. I've been having this conversation with my family is even if the virus vaccine is made available, <clears throat> I don't know how quick I'm going to be jumping on it because we have not had long term human trials on this. And sorry, let me let me cough. I'm going to mute my mic for just a second. That should be better. <laughs> I'm going to save your eardrums from getting blown out. Um, I mean, honestly, my number one concern is the the health and safety of my family and, and my friends and neighbors and everything. But let's say that these vaccines are 95% effective, but in the 5% that is not effective, it just makes everything so much worse. 
And then who knows, maybe we have the vaccine. This is the craziest thought I know. The vaccine causing more issues than the virus itself. That is the part that I am concerned about because we obviously we've got the smartest people in the world working on this and the efficacy I'm sure is going to be outstanding. But the long-term aspect of it is the, the, the thing that, that worries me. I mean, give it 18 months, give it two years. Okay. I'll be on board, but I am not like first day Joe handing out, you know, give me, give me the shots, give it for all my family. It just doesn't make sense to me The the risk there. I mean, if we're going back to risk and return, the risk there is way higher to me than the return. I mean, they could they could make a new formula six weeks from now, and then it invalidates everybody who's already taken it in the first round. I don't know. Just scary stuff, man. It, you know, that's a risk, too. We've talked about that with clients. It's one thing to have a vaccine. It's another thing to actually get people to take the vaccine. What our assumption is in this whole process, which is why it kind of leads to our bullish case, you are not considered from the science a high-risk individual anyway. How in dare you? To the vaccine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we think that the first responders will will take the vaccine, a big percentage of them. And I can tell you my client base, because they're retired and they're of their age and some of health issues that some of them may have, they are considered high risk. And the ones that I've spoken to, because they're tired of sitting home, they're willing to take that 95 to 5% risk of taking that vaccine. So I think your higher risk people will have a higher ratio of those taking the vaccine and even if just those take it and then those that aren't high risk don't take it the landscape 12 months out will look much different than the past 12 months and i think that's what the market is pricing in but look we you're right long term no one knows what the effects are of people who've already gotten the virus or who takes the vaccine but as you and i know the market doesn't care about three years out the market's going to care about six to 12 months out and mm -hmm. that's why it's acting the way that it is yeah. And, you know, my number one other thought is if we do get the stimulus bill, you know, the twelve hundred bucks was great. I mean, my wife and I, we bought a couple pieces of furniture, you know, it was great. Um, but at the same time, like twelve hundred dollars is not covering people who lost their jobs. Twelve hundred dollars is not helping a small business that caved because, you know, the the lockdowns drove all their customers away. And then we get another twelve hundred dollars or whatever that's not going to fix things. And my concern is that people in positions of power think that a $1,200 Band-Aid or another one is just gonna solve all of our problems. Or if we shut down everything that the government will just pay for everything, it's gonna be totally fine. Eddie, I don't know if you heard this, but we 2020 started out fine. We hit a snag between March and November, but now at the end of the year, we're gonna shut down the whole world Everybody's going to be living free. It's going to be awesome. This is what we're looking at. That's my biggest fear. If we shut down the entire country, the amount of long-term damage we're going to have is going to be years to recover. Mm -hmm. And I think it's been proven that a complete shutdown is not the right approach. And honestly, this next stimulus, and again, I know we're dealing with politicians and it's unfortunate because politics yeah. gets involved. I wish we could just take the best brain, business brains in the world and have them design a package because it would be much more effective in my opinion. This needs to be targeted, okay? Not everybody in this country needs a $1,200 check. Mm -hmm. Target the people in the industries that have been hit the hardest. I've got dear friends of mine that are in the restaurant business. 
and my heart goes out to them. They have literally been devastated financially, and I don't know if they're going to make it. That is someone, that's a family that did nothing wrong, and they need targeted stimulus to get through this. Someone like myself, I don't need a stimulus bill. I'm blessed that my business, yeah, I took a hit like everyone else, but I'm still able to do what I need to do for my family. But my friend that's in those industries, they didn't. And so instead of sending a blanket uh, stimulus, it needs to be targeted. And the problem is they don't do it. They want this huge, massive bill that just kind of helicopter money, as we call it. And at the end of the day, the long-term ramifications of this debt is going to be extremely high taxes and inflation. Um, and that's coming, whether people want to believe that or not. So these politicians need to get off their butts and pass something quick instead of going on a Thanksgiving break, because I've got friends that aren't going to have a great Thanksgiving while they are home and their nice home enjoying their Thanksgiving dinner when they should have passed a stimulus bill months ago. You know, you're so right. I, I mean, like I had uh, just seen uh, there's different states going on lockdowns like you're talking about. Uh, I think it was California. Like the governor announced lockdowns and everybody should stay home. And then like that same day or the day after he was filmed uh, in a restaurant with a whole bunch of other politicians. Nobody's wearing masks. And they're like, what do you think you're doing? You can't tell the whole state to stay home and then think you're exempt from that. I, mean, I tell you, there is so much hot garbage going on in 2020, Eddie. That's that's, that's the title of this episode. Hot garbage in 2020. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Eddie, really, let's let's talk about let's let's give the, the audience a takeaway real quick. Let's say you're representing key advisors group. I just walked in. Um, what am I to do with my money there? So the first thing I'm going to find out from you is how much income you are going to need from your portfolio and where you are in your life. OK, because you need to let the goals really drive the allocation. There is not a blanket. I, I, I meet people all the time now. They know what I do for a living and they'll say, what should I do with my money? And I don't know a damn thing about them. Excuse my language there. Um, so the most important thing is I spend an hour before I even talk about any stock or any bond, getting to know that family, getting to know their dynamic, their income needs, their estate planning needs, college needs. And then from there, we build allocation based on that. Okay. And I'll be very frank with someone. You know, I'll just use some round numbers. Let's say someone's got a million bucks and they say they need, you know, $300,000 a year to live off of that. Well, obviously that's impossible. I'll just tell them, look, it's not going to work. You know, your goals have to be realistic goals as well, too, based on where you are in your life. So we're always going to build the strategy based on the income needs and goals of the family. And then within that, we will make tactical changes to the portfolio based on where we think the best opportunity is. Quick example, we love value stocks that are still down double digits going into the next 12 months. We think this year's big winners, your quote unquote stay at home stocks, aren't going to be the place to be in the next 12 months. So the most upside 12 months from now we feel are in the value plays um, and not in the stay at home stocks. So within their allocation, we won't increase their risk. But within that allocation, we'll go overweight value and underweight growth within their family strategy. Hmm. You know what I really liked about that, Eddie, is you didn't just give me like a do this, do this, do this. You said you you spent an hour or more talking to the the client and really understanding who they are, what their family's about and what needs they have. And I think that that's critically, critically important. And that's why 
I'm grateful to have people like you come on the show and, and be able to feature you and key advisors group uh, to help our, our, our audience. Thank you. So Eddie, I want to send people to come and check out key advisors group. The website is key advisors group, LLC.com. And your Twitter handle is the common sense bull, correct? It's at common sense bull at comics at common sense bull. Very good. Eddie, I really appreciate your time today. We we've covered a lot of different topics and uh, you know, the more that 2020 goes on, the more I've been branching out of this is how to trade stocks and options, but into like, there's so much more going on out there that we don't, we don't even know about. And that's why I'm so grateful to have experts like you to be able to talk about your field of expertise, to come on the show and share that with our, with our audience. So thank you for that, Eddie. Thank you. I think you do a great service for your listeners. I really do. I appreciate it. It's, uh, I feel so blessed to be able to do it. And that the fact that people actually tune in. <laughs> <laughs> that's a plus. Yep. Well, Eddie, thank you so much for coming on today's podcast. My pleasure. Okay, so what'd you think? That was pretty incredible, right? Now, if you like that, that's only a taste, only a sample of what you're going to find in the full AI stock trading system. And I really highly encourage you to go and check this out. Obviously, you are interested in learning and how to trade, and that's why you're listening to this podcast. Now, I'm going to take and download my entire trading system that I use day in and day out onto you. <laughs> and the only way I'm going to be able to do that is over at the AIStockTradingSystem.com. You're going to get phase one, two, and three, several bonuses. And on top of that, I'm going to walk you through over a dozen trades that I put on inside of my account, holding your hand and showing you exactly how I got in, how I got out, how I use the artificial intelligence data, and how this could work inside of your own trading portfolio on a daily basis. So make sure you head on over to AIStockTradingSystem.com. That's AIStockTradingSystem.com to learn more and to get started and to download my decade plus worth of trading experience into your hands so you can start using the AI Stock Trading System today, the five-step system to take the guesswork out of trading. Hey, if you like this video, let me know by leaving me a like below and then subscribe and share it with somebody you think could use it as well. Be sure to comment below with your biggest takeaway from this episode and any suggestions you have for future episodes. And finally, make sure you watch these other videos to help you trade faster and trade smarter. And I'll see you on the next episode. 10MinuteStockTrader.com content is for information and educational purposes only. It is not, nor is it intended to be, trading or investment advice or recommendation that any security, futures contract, options contract, transaction, or other financial instrument or strategy is suitable for any person. Trading securities can involve high risk and the potential for total loss of any funds invested. 10MinuteStockTrader.com and Christopher Yule, through its content, financial programming, or otherwise, does not provide investment or financial advice or make investment recommendations. Investment information provided may not be suitable for all investors and is provided without respect to the individual investors and audience's financial sophistication, financial situation, investing time horizon, or risk tolerance. 10MinuteStockTrader.com and Christopher Yule are not in the business of trading securities trades, nor does it direct client commodity accounts or give commodity trading advice tailored to any particular client situation or investment objectives. 10MinuteStockTrader.com and Christopher Yule are not licensed financial advisors, registered investment advisors, or registered broker-dealers. Stocks, options, futures, futures options, and other financial instruments not included here involve risk and are not suitable for all investors. You alone are responsible for making your investment and financial trading decisions and for evaluating the merits and risks associated with the use of any financial security and broker platform. For more information, please visit 10MinuteStockTrader.com legal. And thanks for stopping by.